You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Blue Chew. Do you ever have a problem with erectile dysfunction? You might want to consider Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis, and it works fast. The best part is Blue Chew offers the ability to get your prescription discreetly online. My listeners are getting a special deal. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use the promo code HOLLY. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, and use the promo code HOLLY. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. So we are here. We are at the end of my interviews from the AVN show at the Adult Time booth. It's been such a blast. I've loved sharing these interviews with you guys, but all good things must come to an end. But that's okay, because this is the last episode. It's not completely over. And coming up right now are my interviews with Leia Falcon, Bailey Rain, Casey Calvert, Joanna Angel, and Seth Gamble. Enjoy. I am here with Leia Falcon, and I'm very excited to have her here because I heard about her from one of my favorite and first podcast interviews. I think it's like episode four or something like that, where Mike Quasar tells an amazing story about her. And ever since then, I was like, I got to have this girl on my show at some point. So before we dive into that, Leah, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. How's the show been for you? It's been fun. It's it's a little different. Like every year, it's a little different. Like as you know, like you see 10% of the people that you've seen last year and 90% are new faces. Yeah. It's just like, damn. I know. It's crazy, right? Like people scared of us. Stop, Stop running away, motherfucker. Well, that, or it's just like more and more people coming into the industry. It's just that like, too. it's crazy. Especially know? like with the OnlyFans and, and the, the camming. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot more. Yeah. So, I just want to touch on the story that uh, Mike <laughs> told us. And I would like you to elaborate on it. Okay. But he told us that one of the craziest things that he ever witnessed on set was when he shot you in, an, I think, an interracial gangbang. And yes. you brought a slave to set. Yes. And then after the gangbang, <laughs> and when you were covered in various men's cum and sweat, you had him lick you clean. Well, first of all, the slave was is an it, not a him. Okay. That is my former slave. This was a few years ago. Okay. But yes, I had this slave that I was in, like, a long-term dom-sub type relationship with. And I actually had, this slave had bought me a house, bought me fucking everything. So I was like, well, okay, I think you've earned to lick real men's come off of me. So I was like, all right, at the end, I was like, come here, slave. Like, I have a treat for you. Because usually I don't want my cucks anywhere near me, like... But it was, like, all on me and on my asshole. I was like, you can lick my asshole now. Like, you're welcome. Wow. And it actually... I had property of Princess Leia tattooed on its ass. Wow. So, I had to get rid of it, though. Like, a slave. But... 
It probably still has the tattoo, which is hilarious to me. Oh, my God. Okay, so can you explain the dynamic between you guys just a little bit more? So you said normally you don't want him anywhere near you. So do you normally not engage in any sexual activity with him? Like, what What do you, as a slave, like, what does he normally do? As a slave, to me, like, there are totally different there's sexual slaves there's like cuckold slaves there's sexual cuckold slaves but personally mine my cuckolds are not allowed to touch me unless if i give them permission even then, by the house yes <laughs> then, but even then, then maybe. Yeah. they cannot put their little dicks anywhere near me uh-huh because you know they all got little dicks the cuckolds uh-huh <laughs> I don't want their mouths on me. None of that. Like, it, they're lucky if they get to lick the fucking dirt off the bottom of my feet. Wow. Like, they can't... No sex whatsoever. And I will bust their balls, literally and figuratively. I will drain their wallets and their lives. And it's amazing. Wow. And the fact that these people exist and they also enjoy doing what I enjoy. Yeah. Like be on the receiving end of me doing what I enjoy. It's just what a beautiful world we live right? in. Right? All these kinks and fetishes. Yeah. It's amazing. So how often so these people like don't live with you, right? Like do they come see you a couple of times a week and you have them like clean your bathroom? Like or do they just watch you have sex with other men? Like, how does that... I'm just so curious about how that works. It depends on the cuck. That particular slave, like I said, it moved out here from Washington, D.C., bought me a house, So, and it was three stories, so I had it live on the third floor. The okay. first two floors, I was like, off limits, unless if I'm like, okay, you can come down here now. Mm-hmm. But most slaves don't reach that... I guess that level because they aren't that committed. I mean, there are some out there, but I haven't met another one yet. So usually, so this one was special. Yeah, like just like with dating, normally, like if you find a cuck, it's gonna be something like you're not gonna find it on the corner every day. Right, right. Uh, so usually now my cucks. I'll sometimes I'll book sessions and I'll see them. They'll come travel to me or they'll have me travel to them or they'll just be online, be like, oh, I want to do a Skype session because they're too afraid. I might hurt them in real life. I'm like, I'm all about consent though. So yeah. as long as they're consenting to it, I'm not going to go past their limits. Yeah. So I'm glad that you touched on that because I think the average person who's not too familiar with the kink community would hear this and like be horrified that you were like abusing or taking advantage of these people. But these people are people who like specifically want this and ask for this and you know, the sub is always in control in some way because they set their boundaries. So do you guys have this discussion beforehand? Can you go a little bit more into that? Usually, like, when my subs hit me up or any sub hits me up, I'm like, okay, well, I need you to write a 500-word essay at the very least. <laughs> like, first they have to tribute, and then they have to send me this essay. And I'm like, what are your kinks? What are your fantasies? What are your expectations? What do you want out of me? What what benefit are you going to have to my life if I allow you into my life? And... If I don't like this, I'm going to be like, denied. Yeah. But if I like it, I'll be like, all right, let's get to know each other. Again, it's kind of like normal dating, only no sex, none of that. But you get to know them, and they cater to you as the dom or princess. I'm always like, oh, princess. Yeah. And you just learn each slave is different. Yeah. So one slave might be like, Oh, princess, I want to I want to fucking lick your fucking asshole clean after you take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one will be like, "Oh, I don't I don't do any of that." Yeah. Like, just I just want to stare at you and tell you how beautiful you are and have you tell me how disgusting and little my dick is. <laughs> so, it just it depends like all different kinds, but they usually find me and 
like I said, there's a screening process. I like the whole like 500 word essay because it's kind of a way that you're getting the information that you need out of them so you know like what their boundaries are, but it's also doing it in a dominating kind of way, you know, like do your homework and submit to me, tell me your boundaries, and then I'll decide if those are boundaries that work for me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, a, so many girls, like, I guess there was a YouTube video that, about Findom and stuff that came out lately, and they're like, oh, you don't want to be a sugar baby, you want to be a Findom, and they compared that to being a sugar baby, which is nothing like that, because Findom, cuckolding, no, you're not having sex with them. Mm-hmm. So, like... There's so much more to it than just be like, oh, give me your money. Yeah. And when I look for someone to serve me, I'm like, okay, are you willing to give me all of you? Finances, physical, mental, spiritual, all of that. Like, I want to see what you're going to do to benefit me. Anyone can hand you cash. Yeah. But not everyone can serve you just, like, wholeheartedly. Right. I just want the genuine ones because... They're not genuine. Why waste my time? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, so many people hear about this whole financial domination situation and just being a dominatrix. And they think like, oh, I love that idea. I want to like boss people around and tell them to give me money and they're just going to give me money. And I'm like, it's not that easy. Because first of all, like you said, finding the people that that really want to live that lifestyle and do that um, requires you as a dom to have the skills to make them want to give that to you. You know, like you have to play that role in a way that makes them want to give you all their money and all their time and all of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like there is an art to it. Yeah. Not everyone can do it. No. People are like, oh, it's so easy. Like, no, there's... It's either you have it or you don't. And if you have it, you learn to perfect that as time goes on. Like, I... Like, this doesn't sound kind of asshole, but I wasn't always, like, so, I guess, advanced in what I do. Right. Like, I had to learn, but I always knew I had it in me. Yeah. Uh, Just like anything, like, it could be like, oh, to build a muscle, you need to keep working at it, keep working at it. You're not just going to wake up one day and be like... I'm deciding I'm going to be a Findom or a cuckoldress or a dominatrix. No. Either you have it or you don't. And if you keep working at it, you're going to be amazing. If you don't work at it and you just expect people to just, like, throw money or whatever, no, that's not how it works. It's literally a commitment and an agreement, like, on behalf of the slave is committing to you and you're kind of committing to the slave telling them okay well i am going to be that dom that you say that you want Mm -hmm. so it's not just hey give me your money yeah like no yeah like you also serve them in some way there is like like you're serving their needs but not not as a servant but you know what I'm saying like it's a mutually beneficial relationship like there are things that they are definitely getting from you some kind of needs that they need fulfilled absolutely and it's usually guys that are in power because I've heard that the whole their whole life everything is so controlled and they have to have all this control so when they're behind closed doors or when they're at home whatever they just want to be like okay tell me what to do yeah so i can let loose and just let my mind be clear and free and they just enjoy making a woman happy yeah and that's what they should yeah (laughs) it's so true but yeah that's that's definitely true for me i'm more submissive in bed and it's definitely like a flip for me because you know i run my own business i have people work for me i'm always making decisions i'm always in charge so like i really like to have the opposite side so i can relate to that like as much as a dom as i am when it comes to my real relationship I'm just like I want to be submissive in bed however I also want to be completely in control yeah so I've been told I top from the bottom interesting so it's like I want want to let go of that control but under my rules yeah 
Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It makes sense. You're a complex sexual being. I would say that's a very fair statement. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'd love to have you come on my show and talk about this stuff more. This kind of stuff fascinates me and I know fascinates my audience and you're somebody who's obviously got a lot of experience in this and is very well versed in this area so um, let's try to like make that happen and, and really talk Definitely. more extensively about it but in the meantime can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media you can find me at the little at sign mm-hmm. Leia L-E-Y-A F-A-L-C-O-N Leia Falcon at Leia Falcon not Layla Leia just yes there's just one L at the beginning um, is that the same on Twitter and Instagram? Or? Twitter and Instagram, yes. Fantastic. All right, Leah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you so much. All right. I am so excited to have a dear friend of mine here with me, the gorgeous Bailey Reid, or should I say Bailey Spice with this fucking awesome crimped hair. <laughs> you look so fucking cute. Thank you, Holly. How yeah, are you? Yeah, the like that. And you need to come around with me everywhere. I know. I'll just introduce you. <laughs> This grand, this grandiose introduction. Well, all the girls here are like, you know, 18, early 20s. They yeah. don't know who the Spice Girls are. Really? They keep asking if I'm Harley Quinn. <gasps> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that is tragic. That is right? truly, truly tragic. Everyone should know who the Spice Girls are. Yeah. So are you going to the Avian Awards tomorrow night? I am. I haven't picked out my dress yet, though. I brought, like, five. Oh, okay. Well, so you have <laughs> options. Yeah. Options, but that's actually pretty dangerous because it's gonna take me forever. Yeah. So this year you're not hosting, so it's a little like less, you know, anxiety-inducing. So are you looking forward to just like kind of going and relaxing and watching like Nikki and Emily take the stage? Um, yeah. Like this whole week is just so much fun. Last year I couldn't do anything. Like yeah. I had to be in bed and get my sleep, and I wasn't allowed to get sick. So I wasn't allowed to like drink or party. Right. Anything fun that you've done that you want to talk about? Um, well, I hosted the Avian Awards. It started uh, yeah. pretty big, and I, I mean, it's hard to top that, so. Right. Uh, I canned a lot, and my new sex toy came out. Ooh, tell us about that. Oh, I brought, I brought that backpack. I brought some with me. Um, Doc Johnson actually delivered them to Avian. This is the first time I've seen them since uh, they came out, like, a month, two months ago. Okay. So, if I can open this, the grand reveal. Oh, I can only show this side, though. Thank you. Is that, is that in the shot? I don't know. Matt, is it in the shot? <laughs> but, can't cool. show that. Yeah, yeah, we can't. can't this is going to go on YouTube, so we got to be side. careful. <laughs> That's okay. It's got your face. We can imagine what it is like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really exciting. I never thought, you know, as a cam girl and a solo model, I would have a sex toy. You yeah. know, that that's still just freaking blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really incredible to watch the emergence of the cam girl and how much powerful that whole, like, genre has become in adult in general. It's crazy, right? Yeah, and um, I mean, my free cams is dominating most of this floor space. So, I mean, you've been camming for a while, so you've watched this kind of grow. Has that been surprising for you, exciting for you? It's pretty exciting. Um, my first year, my first AVN was 2015, and I remember um, I was with Matrix Models. I wasn't you know, yeah. here as a cam girl, but I remember people saying, oh, she's just a cam girl. Right. Uh, and they treated us differently. Like, we, we did not get the respect of the mainstream performers, which is fine. But seeing that transition to this yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. It's amazing. Because yeah. now it's like, oh, you're with MFC. Like, totally different. 
Totally different. And they're sponsoring the ABN Awards. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they sponsored Expos Awards, too. They're just sponsoring everything. They just, like, like literally own everything. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Like, I picked the right company. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's really interesting to see, you know, because the adult space is always changing, and there's always, you know, new, like, genres and new kinks that come up and, just, and all that kind of thing. It's really interesting to sit back and watch the shift, but, you know, the personal content creation and the camming has just grown so much and and the the connection I think between that it gives the fans to their favorite girls really really enormous I mean I remember and I mentioned this on my podcast actually the other day I remember when I was here I think last year the year before you were at the MFC booth and I think you like had to go to the bathroom or something and I was like oh I'll walk you because you know like sometimes you gotta be careful like hot girl walking around by yourself (laughs) and one of your fans was there and he was like and he like was gonna escort you and I was like oh and he's you're actually like, like right behind you right now making sure I'm safe so that's what I'm saying so like, like so you kind of you make these connections with people and they kind of become more than just like fans they yeah. become like there's like there, some there's relationship a yeah and a friendship there which is which is really cool which is something that you could never get just from standard porn there was such that disconnect between you know you might be a fan and you might buy you know your favorite porn stars all her porn watch all her scenes whatever but the way that camming allows you to directly connect with people is like that's a whole new thing it's really cool yeah well and the fact that you can actually get to know the person and form these friendships like some of these people who watch camp they don't have that in, in like you know real life right so forming the, these friendships in the room it's not just with the girls it's also with the other members right so they'll like add each other on Facebook Twitter some of them even meet in real life and like form real life friendships in addition to the MFC friendships yeah so it, it's a social platform for sure it's great yeah it's interesting it's almost like a weird quasi reverse dating program because these guys come on looking for you know hot girls and some kind of connection with hot girls but and then they connect with other guys who are looking for the same thing so it's like you know but none of them like actually get to date you or have sex with you but like they get to connect with each other like over their admiration of you and it's so interesting how that works well I feel like they know it's not a dating site yeah like most know yeah yeah, so yeah. they, they understand they what it is for that. they come to be entertained mm-hmm. but you do get the occasional guy who just wants to find a girl who offers like meetups or whatever yeah they're, they're getting rarer though like most people are figuring it out like yeah. most of the girls at MFC uh, don't offer it and honestly they don't have to yeah that's kind of becoming less and less popular well also because of Boston Tested too yeah. like you can't offer it but I feel like um I don't know, the game's changing. It's yeah, great. it's definitely it's changing. More and more vir- <clears throat> virtual now, sorry. Yeah. So, any big plans for 2020? Um, I think I'm going to have to get LASIK. 2020 and 2020. Uh, yeah, you do, because you do normally <laughs> wear glasses. Yeah, I'm like blind as a bat. So, you know, honestly though, my camp shows are shorter than they could be because my contacts dry out staring at a screen that long. So I think it would actually be a good move for work. So I'm serious. I'm going I'm afraid though. <laughs> I know they're gonna laser your eyes. I heard that you can like smell the burning of your eyes. Oh thanks Holly. Freaking laser beams. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know I won't get LASIK. I also like the option to wear glasses sometimes and like makes glasses. me feel like I look smart. You can still wear glasses. I know, but then it's like not real. I need to be authentic, Bailey. I need to be authentic to myself. I understand. I'm an authentic human being. I won't wear fake glasses. That's not who I am. <laughs> Just options. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank I like didn't get to see you this whole time. So busy. I know we gotta hang out. The Book of Mormon's coming to LA. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going. We're going. Have you ever seen the Book of Mormon? I again. I have all the soundtrack. I don't. I've never actually seen it. So this is the crazy thing about Bailey. She loves musicals, but she knows all of them by heart. She loves show tunes, but she never goes and sees them. I don't have anyone to go with. Well, you do now. So when it comes to town, we're going. I think it 
This literally starts in February. So you gotta go buy tickets. You gonna be my Valentine? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, my boyfriend is playing a hockey tournament on Valentine's Day, so. Nice. We're gonna put some Mormon. Uh, so you're online. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so much. It's so good to see you. Can you fill everybody in on where they can find you on social media? Um, I am on Twitter at the Bailey Rain, and I'm on Instagram at BaileyRain92, B-A-I-R-A-Y-92. Fantastic. Thank you, darling. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Blue Chew. So guys, let's talk about your penis. Specifically, your penis maybe not always working the way you would like it to. Listen, I work in the porn industry and I see erectile dysfunction all the time for a myriad of reasons. Your penis can be a pretty temperamental little guy and sometimes he just doesn't feel like working. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but there is something you can do about it. And that something is called Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis, and it works fast. You can take it on a full or empty stomach, so there's no worry about having to schedule those moments of intimacy. The best part is Blue Chew offers the ability to get your prescription discreetly online. No awkward doctor visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. My listeners are getting a special deal. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use promo code HOLLY. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W and use the promo code HOLLY. Okay, I have Casey Calverts here. We're in this like crazy crunch where all of a sudden like everybody has to leave. <laughs> and um, it was like dead for a while. And I'm like, ah, I gotta get everybody gotta get out. That's yes. important. Yes, now it's uh, almost five o'clock. Yeah, so and now, you're done at five, right? I'm done at five. I mean, yeah. I was going to stick around to do yeah. this, oh. but... <laughs> well, I got you in early. You snuck me in early. I snuck you in. Well, I was supposed to have Joanna and then somebody's pouring whipped cream in her mouth, so... Oh, I don't well, have a stick like that. Where's my whipped cream Joanna stick? Joanna has so many really good, engaging fans. Like, Joanna's yeah. fans love her yeah. because she is Joanna Angel. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, yeah. her... Her line is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But we're here to talk about we're you. We're here to talk about me now, we're here but to I talk just about want to Casey. talk about Joanna Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Joanna here soon to talk about Joanna Angel. So we'll cover lots of Joanna Angel. Okay. So you have had a big year. I've had a huge year. Huge year. Like, You've done so much directing. Yeah. I know um, one of the biggest things that you've done is you've been lost cinema. Yes. So, so yes. Erica Lust has opened up her studio here in the U.S. And if you guys haven't seen yes. my interview with Erica Lust from like about a year ago, you should definitely go watch it. She's a really influential feminist very, director. Very, very, very. important to yes. our industry and women in our industry. Yes. So tell me, tell me about what you got going on with her. So uh, I went to Spain last May to shoot Erica's first original production for La Cinema. I got to star in it and I went to Spain and I had... So you and Michael Vegas, right? I had Michael Vegas, yes. And Michael and I had the most amazing time in Spain. Yeah. Just like such a spectacular week in Spain working for Erica. And then when Erica came to the United States at the end of last summer, she invited me over to her house and asked me if I wanted to direct a movie for her. So I said yes, because that's what you say when Erica Lust asks you if you want to direct a movie. And yes. so I did a six-episode series. It's called Primary. Okay. It is about two couples in open relationships, different stages of open relationships. And it's just a very lo-fi, real-world story about living in Los Angeles in the month of October. And being a being a person who has feelings. Mm-hmm. Wow! So it's really like more about like the nuances of relationships and like human emotion than it being this big splashy Correct. kind of we, movie with murder and right, like right, right. aliens. No one, and no one dies. Mm-hmm. It has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I based it a little bit on the Netflix series Easy in okay. terms of how we shot it. Um, from what I understand, they did a lot of improv and have had a very short script. And my I, mine was scripted. I, I wrote a script um, because that's the way I like to direct. I like to have a script and give lines to my actors. But how we many, shot uh, it. How many lines did you have in there? 
Did you have as much dialogue as I gave you for that Wicked movie? No. Uh, me, me personally, I was only in one scene in prim- I'm only in one scene in primary. Right. I just made a little like cameo yeah. just for fun. But no, we had a each each episode had a twenty to thirty page script. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So it was, there was a lot. Yeah. Um. But, but uh, we. I'm thinking about all the lines you gave me. I know, I know. Well, because now we're podcasting and I'm talking into a microphone and it's it's what we were doing. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So for for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Casey started one of my wicked movies, Sexual Fidelity, where she plays a podcast host. Yeah, I played a podcaster. And I gave her so many fucking lines. Because, like, to be fair, I was was hosting a podcast. This is true. But I was also, like, kind of new to, like, writing scripts. And I didn't realize that it was so much. You were ambitious. I was very ambitious. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. I gotta tell you that none of my scripts have been that long since then. I promise you. Know what? you. That day was really fun. Yeah, it was. And I like being challenged as an actor. You were fantastic. So, like, it was fun. Yeah, so, I was really impressed how you and Seth like remembered all your lines. It was Seth is also an amazing actor. Yeah, yeah. And he also filled in like literally two days before because yes, the other guy dropped yes, out. Yes, I remember. Yes, we yeah. had a small casting. Because yeah. that's what that's what directing and producing and porn is, is yeah. that you there's only the talent pool is only so big. Right. Especially when you're doing feature and you need yeah. someone to memorize however many pages of dialogue yeah. and deliver it correctly the first yeah. time. Right. You know, there's only so many people and if someone drops out, there's only so many people. Yeah. You can go get I mean obviously there's a lot more girls than there are boys. Uh, right. there are boys, but you know. Right. It's a that's a thing. It's a casting is hard. I had a super. I so for primary, I actually did auditions because I I wanted it to feel really real. Yeah. For my actors, and when I went to Spain, I auditioned for Erica via Skype before I got booked, and so I right. wanted to. I like actually booked an audition space and did auditions, and everyone I invited came in, which was amazing. Like they actually made time to come in. Wow. But. Choosing who I wanted was hard because everyone was amazing. Yeah. Like, everyone I asked to come in was so good. It was just choosing who do I think is right to play this particular character. Right. Who I wrote. Right. Um, I ended up with, I have to count on my fingers because my cast is so big. So I had Anna Fox, Kira Noir, Derek Pierce, Michael Vegas, Isaiah Maxwell, Serena Blair. I have one more. Oh my god. Small hands. Uh, how could you forget small, small hands? hands? Because my cat and then and then I have like ten other people who didn't have sex in my movie. Right. Who were amazing and who came in just to do non-sex parts. Right. Who were excited to be there. Yeah. How many days amazing. did you spend shooting it? Eleven. Oh wow. And it was a six-part series? Six-part series. Okay. So one sex scene per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, each episode is... We're in post right now, and each episode is ending up... We didn't have a specific running time, running right. length in mind. It was just whatever it ends up being. Which is the nice thing about putting stuff on the internet. Lovely. Yeah. So each episode is about 30 to 40 minutes, depending okay. on the length of the sex scene and the particular dialogue for that episode. But right. it's all... Ending up about like ten to fifteen minutes of dialogue, and then a sex scene mm-hmm. interspersed throughout the episode. They don't all have the sex scenes at the end. Right. What do you feel like was the most challenging thing about making this movie? This particular movie. Um. Honestly, the most challenging thing was locations. It's right. It's always locations. It's, it's so, so hard. hard. It's so hard and. Working with Erica, she's very familiar with how making movies works in Spain. Yeah. Where you could go to a restaurant and say, hi, I'm Erica Lust, can I shoot here? And they say, yes, but can we feed you also? Yeah. And we had to have talks about, like, well, this is Los Angeles, and everybody and their cousin knows that they can charge money for this. Yeah. So it's finding and a location. And if it's adult, oh, yeah, most yeah, people yeah. will say no. It's finding a location you can A, afford, and then B, will 
have adults. Yeah. It was so disheartening going on the location booking websites yeah. and messaging people and like looking at people's profiles. Like some of the location booking websites actually have like accepts adults or does not accept adults. Right. And looking at all these beautiful houses and then it says no porn. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, like it's just like, oh, the stigma just like hits you in the uh, face. It's so frustrating. Over and over and over again. Yeah. And we ended up with all really amazing locations. One of them ended up having a homeowner who was a little bit of a problem because that's what happens in Beverly Hills and people are a little too interested in having porn being shot at their house. And so if I get a season two, which I am hoping to do a season two of primary, the characters have to move. Like I'm going to have to write into into the story that Small Hands' character and Kira's character have moved right. because I can't go back to that house. Was the homeowner like trying to hit on the models? Was he trying oh, to Oh, he touched my scene? butt within like uh, 20 minutes of being on set the first oh, day. Oh my god. He did the like subtle back of the hand butt brush oh. and I went to my production manager and was like, so the homeowner's a problem. Yeah. I had known he, you know, I was like, the homeowner is a problem. Yeah. I went to all of my actors and I was like, here's the deal. The homeowner just touched my butt. If he touches you, you come let me know and I will yeah. make a problem for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm I'm going to take one for the team because this house is we've already established it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna Struggle. it's fine, it's fine, it's totally fine, I'm I'm fine. I'm yeah. you know, whatever. But I don't want him touching my actors. Yeah. And we ended up closing the set. Yeah. And that was the way to get him to not watch the sex scenes and yeah. make my my first AC really uncomfortable. And, yeah. And my still photographer really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it sucks that there were people on set that were uncomfortable because the homeowner was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I almost always scout a location before I shoot there. And if I get a sense of the homeowner or I don't know them, I work with them, I always say to them, just so you know, it's a closed set. Right, it's a closed set. I should and have like, done that in... You so can't walk... And I, and I kind of judge their reaction. Because yeah. I've literally had guys come in and walk in and just sit down behind me and be like, yeah. when's the show starting? I'm yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. The show Get is the not starting. The, show's yeah. not, the show's not starting for you. No. No, but I... No, we, we scouted the house and knew he was going to be a small problem. We just didn't realize how big of a problem he was yeah. going to be. It's... Uh. It's a thing that you learn doing production, and, yeah. and you know. But besides him, everything else went so smoothly. It's so lucky that everything was so good. Yeah, yeah. Locations. It's always locations, like that's it's literally it's the biggest so problem. Hard. Yeah. yeah, so hard. Well, I'm really excited to see this. Thank you. Um, you're so talented in so many different ways, Thank and you. I love Erica. I love the the porn that she makes and that and that she represents. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's going to yeah. be a really beautifully nuanced film. And I just I hope so. It, it, it feels it, I'm like I'm really really happy with what I've seen so far. Yeah, and and what we're doing in editing and. I'm super, super pleased and super proud of my actors. And I don't have an actual release date yet, but I know that it comes out in March. So soon. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. So, guys, make sure that you keep an eye out for that. Primal. Oh, God, we're recording video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're recording video. (laughs) Hi. Hi. This is Casey. Hi. Um, Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media if they don't already know? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at CaseyCalvertXXX, on Instagram at CaseyCalvert, and those links and everything else at CaseyCalvert.com. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Casey. Of course, my pleasure. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by MyGirlFund.com. Sometimes it's hard to meet sexual partners in real life, and porn doesn't always offer you that erotic intimacy that you're looking for. Say hello to MyGirlFund.com. MyGirlFund allows you to form virtual relationships with the women of your fantasies. Looking for that girl next door? On MyGirlFund.com, you can message, share photos and videos, and cam with these women in private. These are not adult stars. They're regular women who want to dirty chat and or share nude content, but on a safe and discreet platform. MyGirlFund allows its female members to control their exposure. They connect with who they want to connect with, control how they want to interact, and decide what they charge for interaction. 
Everything is negotiated one-on-one, and since 2009, My Girl Fund has cultivated a community of friendly, sexy women who want to meet you. So, go to mygirlfund.com to sign up and meet the girl next door. She's waiting. All right, everyone. Very excited to finally have Miss Joanna. I only have 10 minutes for you, Angel. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. She really does only have 10 minutes. I really only have 10 minutes. (laughs) So in 10 minutes, how's your year been? Go. It's been amazing. Look, it's been a really crazy year. You know, exactly a year ago, I... Sold my company to Adult Time. I guess not my company anymore. I sold yeah. Burning Angel to Adult Time, and that was um, that was a pretty big change yeah, in my because- life. It was like a big change, but it wasn't in the sense that like I still do direct for Burning Angel. Right. You know, um, so most of the stuff changed behind the scenes. I think for the fans and stuff, they probably didn't notice a huge difference because. Yeah. You know, who really cares who owns what? You know, they're seeing the same porn they've seen, and it was continued to be updated, and it continued to be my vision. Um, I started directing for a lot of other platforms on adult time, you know, like Pure Taboo and Girls Way, Fantasy Massage. Um, I started performing for, like, everybody else. I know. That was a big change. Yeah, and it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's kind of like a whirlwind. yeah, so it's been super exciting. Um, this is an exciting year for me at, at AVN. I've uh, <laughs> never been nominated for Female Performer of the Year before. So, um, Where are which, you? And I did this year, so that was, that was very exciting. Were you for also me. nominated for Director of the Year? Yeah, yeah. So I, get, I, I think and I'm the first the person, person to ever who, do that. Yeah. That is so cool. So that's very exciting. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to win either of them. So I just got to ride this. I'm nominated for both. Yeah. Because after it's over, yeah. it doesn't really mean much right. anymore. Right. So <laughs> um, but it's a huge honor, you know, and I've, I've loved being able to collaborate with other people and go on other people's sets. I got to be in one of your movies yeah. the other day. That was exciting. I think a lot of people thought... Oh, it's it's gonna suck for you to be on other people's sets, and I'm like, no, it's great. Like, it's yeah. awesome. You, you know? were telling me it's like a vacation because for once, like, you don't have to be in charge. Yeah, I don't have to be in charge, and I and I've been very fortunate. Everyone who has booked me is someone I've really enjoyed working for. So, yeah. um, it it's been great for me, you know. And I, I felt like I existed in porn in this little bubble for a really long time, and there were just so many other people I wanted to to work with. Um, yeah. So that's been really cool. So was it really hard to sell Burning Angel? Because you built that baby from the ground yeah, up. Yeah, it was really a, a, a very hard. And um, what made it even harder is uh, n- no one felt sorry for me. <laughs> I just sold a business for a, a, good, amount a, of money. a good amount of money. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, and I bought a house and stuff. And... Uh, like I felt like a like I gave a child away. Yeah. I never had a, an actual child. Right. I had a business that I grew from the ground up and it was you know, it was weird when things started happening at Burning Angel that I had I had no say in and no yeah. control over and I don't know, but yes, yeah, so of course nobody felt sorry for me at all, but I, I felt like <laughs> if I gave a piece of me away and it was you know, it was weird. But I'll, I don't regret it at all. I mean, if I could go back, I would do the same thing. I feel gracious. Um, I'm very happy I got to sell it to Adult Time. It's really cool to see all the Adult Time members comment on Burning Angel things and see what they think of it, you know, and um, combine everything together. So, you know, it was it was a very strange thing. I, I You know, when it started happening, I was so busy with, like, negotiating the deal and our lawyers were going back and forth and all that boring stuff. So right after it sold... It was like it didn't really sink in, yeah. Until like two or three months later, where lots of burning angel things were happening, yeah, that I wasn't a part of. <laughs> Just behind the scenes stuff, right. you know. Right. And I was like, ah. but uh, it, it, you know, it, I don't like. I said I don't regret it. It was, it, it was incredible. And look, I'm proud of myself. My parents were proud of me. You know, yeah. like being able to say that I started a business from scratch and sold it is is a really cool feeling. Yeah. Um, I 
Especially also, in a time yeah. where like people are talking about like, oh, porn is dying, everything's free, like yeah, no one's making yeah. money anymore. And here you like yeah. you built this, and it's not just you know, and it's like an alternative porn company. It was very unique, you know, yeah. and it catered to a niche audience. Yeah, and you know, a huge company saw a massive amount of value in it. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was a very exciting. Yeah, exciting and strange. A lot of like you know emotions, but um, yeah. And uh, people keep thinking I'm going to start a new business, and I'm like, fuck no, I never want to start another business again. Not in porn, at least. You know, yeah. like I, I don't know. I think some people uh, have a, a like they get off on being the boss, yeah. and that was never me. I'm not like a power hungry person. Yeah. I loved being in control of what I created. Right. I loved, yeah, I loved making things. I loved, you know, creating products and coming up with ideas and making them happen. That I liked. But that doesn't, you don't necessarily need to be the boss to do that. You can right. do that with a boss. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, because you still create a control over Burning Angel, yeah, right? Yeah. So you still get to write and direct your right. own movies. Yeah, so, so I'm still doing a lot. You know, I'm just not doing a lot of the very tedious, boring things that were very stressful, you know? Yeah. Like, I, there's a lot of things I don't miss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I did the website on my own, being woken up at three in the morning because the site was down and I yeah. had to be on the phone with the webmaster and going back. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you understand. I you know? totally so, get it. You know, um, but, but yeah, it, it's, I think now is a, such a great time in the industry where you can... You could do your own thing without having your own big studio. You know, right, like I do right. stuff on my OnlyFans and my Snapchat and whatever. I can still have my own thing, but right. I, it doesn't have to be a big studio. Where you're putting so much money behind it. Yeah. You know, and it's very stressful if you're going to lose it. You yeah. know? Isn't it kind of crazy how, like, on Snapchat, you can make so much money just like shooting your butt in your bedroom with your phone, it, and then you can spend $30,000 on a movie and, like, struggle me, it, to sell that? It used to make me mad because yeah. I started my OnlyFans while I still had Burning Angel, yeah. and when, like, people would sign up for it and not sign up for Burning Angel, I'd be like, I don't really understand why you are paying money to see three minutes of me, like, taking a bath when, like, I just spent, like, so much, you know, like I said, tens and, tens and tens and tens and thousands of dollars on some opus where I'm getting penetrated everywhere and there's a script and there's this and it's like I put my whole soul into it. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, why? Why, why do you like, want no, this and not I that? I want to see you twerk in your yeah, bedroom. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> okay. I used to actually get mad at them. <laughs> why yeah. are you giving me money yeah, for why? this? Why give me money, you, for, give something me money for something else. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Anyway. But it's money. It's money is money. And, and yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> and people, I think, you know, it's people feel that it's more of a direct connection with it you. Is, yeah. And that's and, what people like. Yeah. People, but people want to directly connect with you because they have become such a huge fan of you because of the opus that yeah. you've built and because of the big movies. So, like, it's all it connected all, it all in work. a way. You know, you got to keep doing one and keep doing the other. And, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I've been, ever since I did sell Burning Angel, I've been very active on my OnlyFans. And it's fun. I get to yeah. talk to all the fans. And, yeah. you know, I've been... Learn, learning about all the different things they want to see. And, yeah. You know, it's fun. So, any big plans for 2020? Oh, you know, I, I guess we're going to, I guess we'll, we're going to see, you know? <laughs> I don't really know. Right now, I need to finish another book. Oh, I have to finish it. So, that right now, that's what I need to do. So, that'll probably come out in 2021. Um, what? Yeah. Is it just a book about, like, your life since the no. last book? No, or? no, it's not. Uh, but my, my first book, my first, my only other, my only book that I wrote. <laughs> And completed and not published. It's fiction, actually. Right. It's erotic fiction. It's a choose-your-own-adventure erotic novel, ah. actually. It's very fun. So now I'm writing another choose-your-own-adventure erotic novel. Um, it's very hard to write. Yeah, Because you have I to know. write a story, and then it has to split, and then you have to write another story. It's like it's like I'm writing five books in one. Right. Um, so my first, bu- my first book. It sounds so pompous to yeah. say that. Well, my first, my first and only book. <laughs> um, it, it's about a girl that works at a porn store. So there are a lot of people. It's like a lot of it is based on true stories. Right. Um, and it was called Night Shift because she worked overnight at a right. porn store and about all the people that came in. Right, so, right, right. So this one's going to be called, well, I think, I'm not sure, tentatively titled Day Shift. And it's about a girl who works the day shift at a strip club. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Which is always an interesting time it to work. It is interesting. That's... Yeah. It's almost weirder than the, yeah. uh, than the nighttime. Yeah, Things exactly. in the daytime that yeah. should more be seen at oh, night. Oh, look who's this. Yeah. Who's this behind you? I don't know. Uh, I, I know him from somewhere. Oh! <laughs> 
Could that be your handsome husband that you married on Halloween yes, and told a great story about on your previous podcast? That's him. Oh, how cute. You guys are so adorable together. It's, Thank you. It makes me want to I love him very much. Well, I've had you for officially Ding. 10 yeah. minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can you just tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Find me at Joanna Angel on Twitter and on Instagram. Both my accounts are verified. Please do not follow a fake Joanna. And don't give a fake Joanna money. Give a real give Joanna me money. The money. <laughs> <laughs> or give no one money. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joanna, for your time. Thank you. Always Thank a you, pleasure. Holly. I love you very much. I love you very much. I love you very much. I'm Desiree Dulce. And I'm Demi Sutra. And you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, brought to you by Twisties. Twisties brings you the hottest glamour porn in the industry, featuring exclusively lesbian and girl-girl scenes. For over 18 years, they've been bringing you mouth-watering content with some of the biggest names in adult entertainment, as well as the fresh faces taking the porn world by storm. Get extra content and special scenes featuring the sexiest girls of the moment with Twisty's Treats of the Month. I had the honor of being the treat for September 2019, and it was an absolute blast. And I had the honor of being the Twisty's Treat February 2020. Make sure to stay tuned for more mouth-watering scenes featuring Demi, myself, and all the sexiest girls in the industry. With new scenes every three days, this election has something for everyone, including solo scenes and multi-part series. Unwrap your ultimate fantasies at twisties.com and find them on Twitter at twisties and Instagram at twisties treats. Hi. Hi. This is my last interview. Um, I'm save the best. Just kidding. Save the best for last. I, mean, I did, and you're gonna have to do all the talking because I'm so tired. I mean, depending on your perspective. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Constant shameless plugs. Oh my gosh, Zach Gamble, <laughs> you had quite a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think someone goes. What the fuck kind of year is that? Like that was crazy. Yeah. Slow the fuck down now, yeah. please. <laughs> I mean, you were in Sexual Fidelity. I was the greatest movie of all time. Pretty great. Gonna clean up at the EVN Awards. Fuck yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's no, it's not. No, it's not. I feel like you were nominated for some other things. Though to be fair, actually, that movie was nominated for something. Good. I forgot though, because well, I know only, it's not going to win, so I didn't pay any attention. It's it's hard to like, you know, especially now AVN's being more, even more like specific on how many like uh, nominations are doing. Like, there's less. Is there? Yeah. Is it less per category? Yes. Or just less? Okay, thank you. Yeah. That needs to happen. Because yeah, no, it's been that way. It was a little bit difficult to say that you were so honored to be nominated when you were nominated along, like, 15 other fucking people. No, I think it there's, like... It felt stupid. I think there's, like, 10 now. And then, you know, they obviously, they five, they go into the five category. Yeah. So, I think that's how it works now. Yeah. So... Well, I think it's important to narrow it down. Yeah. Though, to be fair, it's really difficult. I... This has been an incredible year just for the adult industry. There's been so many amazing movies that have been made. I agree. Really impressive shit. Yeah. Like, it's been cool. I'm almost kind of bummed that it all came out at the same year. I mean, there's been, you know, in mainstream, there's been stuff like that happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're, I can't even think of the time, but there was like, like, I remember the year Titanic came out. There was like another eight movies that were like epic, still to this day, like timeless yeah. movies, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's all happening at once because the more each director brings out something crazy, then you have a lot of other directors like feeling inspired or, right. you know, or like, I could do that better, right, you know? Right, right. Whatever whatever yeah. drives them. Yeah. And uh, they they'd seek for it, you know? Yeah. And I think that even this will now push next year for more. Sorry, I'll give you my undivided attention. Jesus. I like my voice right now. I wish it would stay like this. Is but, it like raspy yeah. from yelling at the convention? I could sound real creepy. Like You are real creepy. You're the creepiest. It's like the... You ever heard the Eminem skit? Which one? The one where he's talking about Insane Cloud Posse. 
now. He's like, oh, Shaggy, don't bite it. Don't be violent with it. Just suck it nice and slow. Give it back to two dope. You suck it better. Oh, fuck yeah. It's fucking, that's his voice in the thing, so it's funny. Wow. So She's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't know. You, you're turning into the, um, the, the bad person from perspective. What was your character's name in perspective again? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Bad Daniel and good Daniel. Yeah, no. That's, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a trip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, so if you haven't listened to it, people go back and listen to my episode with Seth, Angela White, and Brie Mills, where we specifically talk about perspective and we really dive into that movie in yeah. very, in a lot of detail. So we've talked about perspective. Yeah. What other movies have you done this year that you are excited about or even nominated for that, that we should know about. Well, I would. Um, I think one of my nominations that I'm most excited about is Male Performer of the Year. Because you won it at Expos. I did. I did. And then, you know, I hope, hopefully I'm in the conversation with that. I just feel like it's really a cool thing because predominantly I do... Uh, male performer of the year avian has for over the last decade has been really known as like the hard gonzo performer yeah right and i feel like i'm maybe and i'm also a hard gonzo performer but i do it both and i think maybe because i did so much of all that that could be something that would be amazing you know not just me but like i mean god that list of guys is just like i mean yeah. Just to be in that list is is yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, you know, winning that expo is like, yo, I'm against like, like Manuel's like Michael Jordan to me. Like, yeah. that's like who I look, it's like winning that at expo is like, I'm just borrowing this yeah. for you later because <laughs> this doesn't belong to anybody but you. Right. That's always how I look right. at it. He's like, you're crazy, bro. But I'm yeah. like, it's just the way I look at it. Well, so. and also too, I think a lot of people really think of you. I know that when I think of you, you're such an amazing actor and yeah. you're definitely one of the greatest male actors in our industry. Yeah, thank you. I think a lot of people could argue that you might be the best one. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people just think of you in that way because you're so strong in that area. But you're also a very strong performer. Yeah. So it must be nice to like have people recognize that like you're a renaissance man. You can do a lot of different things. Yeah, I think that's... But I always, I always found that... The one thing I always found was like performer of the year. It, the word performer means performer. Like yeah. you're performing all these things, right? right? I'm doing all of these things. I'm not right. just one thing or one thing or like, you know, a lot of times too is you find your thing and you do that thing. Right. I've always just kind of like, I could do that thing. I want to do that thing. I could do that thing. I could right. do that thing. And I don't know. I just always, regardless, I always really enjoyed that I could do that. I, right. You know? Because I tried a lot of things. So I was like, oh, I'm good at that too. Oh, I'm good at that too. Yeah. Oh, this will keep me working and keep me moving. And the acting stuff, I, dude, honestly, it's just weirdly journey, universal journey shit. I, I ended up going to school for two years from a mainstream couple that direct, and they put me through acting school. So, And then on top of it, constant doing this, you know, the consistency and the comfortability, I just put a lot into it. You know, right. I don't, especially like perspective, it's like a huge responsibility. It was yeah. like, that's what it was to me. It's like, Especially like, especially last year, Deadpool. It's like Deadpool was a movie with me on the box cover. Yeah, like Which I'm, never I'm a literally, guy on the box cover. Yeah. I'm literally the only. I'm the the what this is, and the thing sold out like six times over, right? And yeah. so to me, it like blows my mind because I'm a dude, you know, yeah. and. I'm just grateful, but like at the end of the day, I still know my spot. I'm here to make the girls look good. Right. That's it. Right. You know, I don't care. I just that's like the extra icing. Yeah. Kind of yeah. stuff. I want to ask you about another thing, which I know is really important to you, and something that I think is important to the show is um, you know the AVN show's crazy. There's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of like yeah, drugs it's great to that watch. happen. I love it. Yeah. And you're a sober individual like myself. Yeah. And so, how do you stay sober during AVN? And didn't you also like participate in like a pineapple support meeting that's to talk tonight. to other people? That's actually oh, tonight. That's tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's tonight. All oh, right, that's the one I'm gonna miss because I'm going out to dinner with people. Cause I'm gonna ask you know, whatever. You, I, you know, I heard you're supposed to put your sobriety first, but. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> I'm just oh my there. god! I know where we are. It's fine, <laughs> um, and I know you do. So, yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't have the. It comes up like, oh yeah, like it'd be fun to have a drink with this person, but I don't. I know that it's not going to end there. Yeah, you know, it's just. Yeah, I I have no doubt of myself. Right. Of what I will do. Right. 
And it's like, look where I'm at now. Like, yeah. why do I yeah. want to get high and drink or give and give all this away? Because that's what I'll do. Yeah. I'll just, I'll give it away. Yeah. I'll just hand it back to the what, universe. The universe or whatever. It's like, and, sorry. And you know, and it's the thing is, it's like, I just. I want. I built a life that's too good to give up. Why am I going to get fucked up over right, it? Right. Exactly. Know? So I'm here. I get to celebrate, and I get to actually have interviews and conversations with the people, and them be Remember like, them? "Yeah." And also, they're like, "Wow, he's not like other than years past." Where I think uh, a fellow person that I've known for years said one time he found me uh, passed out of my underwear in front of my room. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's hilarious. Because, it's you know, hilarious. Like, I actually had my first bottom ODing in a bathtub in the same looking room that I had. Wow, here. It must be so crazy to come back and be in that room yeah, again and be yeah. sober and be in such a different place in your life. Yeah, it just it's a trip. You know yeah. what I mean? I also karate chopped two of my guy friends blacked out outside of the bathroom by the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all types of weird shit I've done here. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. It's actually cool that you know I think the venue might change a little bit, so that'll kind of take that out of the equation too. So. Yeah, yeah. You want to be constantly reminded of those things. Yeah, which yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I laugh at it all now. I just think right. it's funny. If I was if I was less far removed, it would be less of a laughter. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we it's we're like survivors of a shipwreck. Like, we yeah. got through it, and we're removed from it now. And So, so now we, we can, can just thrive. Yeah, and we can laugh at it. Yeah. yeah, it was painful, and it was terrible. But it was also ridiculous, you know? Like, drugs I fucking alcohol. love it. Are you kidding me? I got to fucking... Made us do stupid fucking shit. I got to live two lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, and be all the wiser for having gone through that first life. Yeah, exactly. And have all the wisdom that you accumulated from that and the ability to help other people. Yeah, it's awesome, you know? And it's like, it's also being able to actually live up to like the most of what you can do as a person. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, what am I capable of? There was the fear of, well, I'm pretty good sober. I'm pretty good not sober at this. What will I be like sober? Will I still be able to do this? Right. And then realize that I can do this and better than most sober. Yeah. And I think that's something that so many people question the adult industry. You know, so many people have this misconception that everybody's on drugs and is drunk all the time because they have to do that to be able to perform and have sex. The question that a lot of performers who struggle with substance abuse, I think, think, how am I going to do this if I'm not under the influence? Because that really helped me. You know, that was my crutch. How am I going to get through it? Well, I think if people like you are proof that you can still work in this industry and be sober and be better. Yeah. And it's also like, I think if your if your entry into the industry had to do with some form of uh, like if, if you're in the business for a while and you're partying and then you get sober and you realize that you entered the business through trauma the trauma entered you in the business you didn't enter it without the, a reason like right. and then that depletes them from staying but if right. you realize you're in this business and the drugs you're not doing the drugs to do the business you're just right. getting high and drunk right then it's that's why there's there's that toss up like what then you start having to think about like why am I here right you know what I mean yeah, and now yeah, I feel like I'm here I have a purpose I think I feel like I'm here to then show people like look you can be successful in this business change your perception and still be have a fun time and enjoy this thing and not be a dickhead and do this job and still you know that's the thing it's like I think that's what I want to show people. Like, you don't have to be... This doesn't have to be this way that it was. Because it was like that back in the day. It was like, we all party. We're all... That's what we did. It was like, the industry was a big party because we were so knit, small knitted. And and then now it's more... You can business orientate it, orientate this, orientate this. Yeah. So and also too, like all of these platforms that have enabled people to become independent content creators and connect directly with your fans. You yeah. can build a career that you have so much more control over. You're not just the mercy yeah. of shooting for other people, and you know, like you can be so much more stable in your career. Hundred percent. But I, I, I don't know. Like I just. Porn. If I, I do the other platforms, but I feel like it's just not the same as being on like a set and of doing course. that whole. Yeah. It's just a. I don't know. It's just that there's a feeling you get from that. It's yeah. like something different. That's like you know. I don't well, know. You're part of a production and you're putting together something and you're working with other people and it's it's. It it's feels nice more, to be that professional. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like a community kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, it's it's like a it's a thing that a lot of people are working on to come together. There's something very lonely about just shooting masturbation scenes in your. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. So, a little dim but, light. Yeah, but you can do that and do the and big do productions. It, exactly. And then you can have both. And then you can have that extra income that just 
maybe even enables you to be more selective about you know the what you're doing. That you do right, and that's like you know that's another thing is a step for me as well is like I'm still going to be doing dope like really cool projects and right. stuff like that, but not always having to take every job like right. I think 2019 I did like 315 scenes or something like that you know what I mean yeah which yeah I think that has to do a lot with the the X-Biz thing and the AVN th- yeah. it, it does and I worked my ass to the bone to the point where it got to a point where body and mind weren't doing what I wanted to do some of the times because I wasn't giving myself that self care to take yeah. a break yeah. but I needed to give myself the year to do it I had to go this is the year I'm gonna just bang yeah. it out and yeah. uh yeah, Literally. so now it's just now you get to a place where be more selective, and when you have the content, you can make a decent amount there, maybe close to your bills. You can then. Right. It's, it's cool. It's cool to have all these avenues. So, what do you think twenty twenty is going to be like for you? I don't know. You're just gonna. Sleep. I'm gonna allow it. You're gonna allow it. I'm gonna allow it. You're gonna allow it to happen. To yes. You. <laughs> You're gonna see what comes. Yeah, I got a couple things in my under my, you know, whatever. I've got some things happening, but we'll see. Awesome. Yeah, I like. It's more. It's hard to be like. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know how this business is. It's like you don't do it until you show up. You know. Yeah, definitely. I can't tell you how many business proposals I get, um, and like half of them fall through. Yeah, I had one, and I was like, "This is awesome." And I told a few people about it. I had a crew set up and gone. You know, but it'll come back. It always does. Yeah. It always, yeah, things always come back to you. And usually, I don't know, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I know we've talked about this. Yeah. And when opportunities disappear, there's some there's some like small blessing in that that you just can't see at the time. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. Fantastic. Awesome. So Last thank interview. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're one of my favorite people in this industry. Like, thank you. I really like... It's so nice to have like other sober people in this industry. Isn't and it? I, yeah. It and is, I just right? thank you and Kenzie. Um, I just serve as a really great example for other people. And, That's awesome. Um, Thank you. I just think it's really important to have people like you here. It's important to have people like you here. Thank you. Can you see I'm like tearing up a little bit? Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, Seth and I are going to go cry together. Let's go cry. Let's get some healing. So, Let's heal. <laughs> um, but can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Seth Gamble Triple X, Instagram at Seth Gamble PS, or as Xander Corvus likes to call it, Seth Gamblips. And um, <laughs> you can find me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com, Seth Gamble Triple X. I think I have a ManyVids.com, Seth Gamble Triple X, Pornhub.com, Seth Gamble Triple X, uh, Clips for Sale, Seth Gamble Triple X. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. So uh, have a good time. I haven't made a TikTok, and I don't plan on doing it. So. God. I know. I'm like, no more platforms for me. I'm not doing TikTok. Yeah. I'm not. It just sounds interesting. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to my show. If you're a longtime listener or a new one, I've got a lot of interviews. So make sure you check out everything from the beginning of my catalog because there's some real gems back in the early days of the show. And if you enjoy this show, there's a couple of things that you can do to support it. First of all, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate me five stars and leave a review. It's incredibly helpful to get my show up in the charts. Secondly, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month and watch the interviews stream live, which, by the way, gives you access to my episodes way before anyone else. You can also get signed prints, books, merchandise, such as shirts and mugs, access to my private Snapchat, and a free membership to my website, hollyrandall.com. Plus, I offer tons of bonus content, Q&A with your favorite guests that you cannot hear on the free platforms, and of course, my exclusive bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life, that I do with my production manager, Eva. It gives you a real and hilarious insight into what it takes to run a small porn company like mine. Because trust me, my job, though stressful, awkward, and facepalm ridiculous as it is sometimes, well, it's never boring. And we definitely give you the juicy behind-the-scenes dish that you can't get anywhere else. Plus, Eva's dating life is absolutely hilarious, and she holds nothing back. So, go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered and join the community. Your support helps me in my journey to change people's minds about the adult industry and hopefully the lives of the people in it. Next week, we're back to my regular one hour in the studio interviews and I'm very excited to have Molly Stewart in the studio. Molly Stewart is the Twisties Treat of the Year 
if you didn't know, and I've shot her a lot. I actually met her when I was shooting her for Playboy Plus, and then she was interested in shooting for Twisties. I connected the two. I shot her very first Girl Girl, and Twisties almost immediately signed her to an exclusive contract, and she's been with them ever since. She is somebody who is an incredibly hardworking girl in the cam community, very smart girl. She's got a lot of really keen insight into the industry, and she's also got some scary but I think important stories that she's going to tell us about so make sure that you come back next week for Molly Stewart on Holly Randall Unfiltered